India Cover Story podcast series in association with the indicast.com. My name is Abhishek. This issue puts uh, Mr. Jeetu Virwani, who's a regular on the Forbes India's rich list on the cover. In the real estate world, he's made a name for himself in building state-of-the-art office parks and has emerged as India's largest office landlord. Joining me on the call to talk about his cover story is Samar Srivastava. Hi Samar, thanks for doing this. You're most welcome. Uh, Samar, let's start with what a modern-day office park is and what is Mr. Virwani's contribution to it? A modern-day office park is essentially a set of office buildings that are in an environment where we are off the hustle and bustle of a standalone building. You have things like gymnasiums, food courts, great seating layouts, and uh, most importantly in cities where electricity supply is not reliable power backup. And these are then leased onto, leased by, I'm sorry, multinational clients because their mandates prohibit them from acquiring real estate in any market that they operate in. And so these are then leased by multinational clients and also by Indian companies. And so these office parks are now pretty common across a lot of our large cities. And Jitu Virvani has emerged as one of the largest office landlords in the country. He's also got a lock on prime real estate and office parks in prime locations in Bangalore, which allows him to command uh, steady rentals, as a result of which he's got marquee clients. And so that's what makes him important and worth writing about. To put some numbers to it, uh, I read in your story that he's built the largest stock of office space in the country, some 24 million square feet of it. That's correct. He's built 24 million square feet up north around Delhi. DLF is slightly larger, but that's because they built a lot of office buildings around central Delhi a couple of decades ago. So as of now, they're larger. But if you look at the amount of office park he plans to construct over, say, the next three, four years, he plans to construct between three and four million square feet every year. That would make him the largest office park operator in the country. And also he's got a deal with Blackstone, which is possibly the most famous and best private equity uh, firm operating in the country today. So that's what gives him a lot more heft than a lot of the other office park players in the country today. How is this different from, let's say, a developer, a real estate developer? There is some portion of your piece that says, a developer can sell and disappear, but, but where Mr. Virwani operates, he needs to make sure that his asset, that is the space and everything that goes in it, whether it's a hotel or a hospital or even tending to the garden, they are taken care of well. So all right. of that falls under his purview then. So in this case, the office park is not sold. It's only rented out to tenants and the developer is then responsible for everything, for the upkeep, for the maintenance. I mean, some of them run buses for tenants. Some of them have crashes for tenants on the on the premises and they're responsible for everything really and so this is not a business where you can just sell and disappear and then keep whoever's bought the asset from you in the darkest you know a lot of times developers construct and the construction isn't great etc etc here you're responsible for everything so your success is directly dependent on how you maintain the property so why did he get into this it sounds like a bit of a headache to be in a space where you you're not assured of money until you perform and you're sitting on a lot of land which is expensive and he started off in residential and then moved here so what was the thinking so the reason is that office parks in india are a rental yielding asset and by that i mean that if you rent the place out you can 
get a rental yield of between 8 and 9 percent. Now compare that to the rental yield for, for a residential property, it compares very favorably. The rental yield for a residential property is 2 percent. Jitu Virvani realized that if he can get into this space, you've got a steady rental yield. At that point when he got in, you had less competition as well. And so he was able to spend time learning the business. That's what gives him the edge today. And how has the business changed, Summer? He's been around for a, a few decades. How has the, this business changed the expectations of the customers, the transformation, technology? Well, the expectations have always been sky high. And customers, foreign global clients, don't want anything that's up substandard. I mean, there's no denying that. But also over the years, they've also reached a stage where they are comfortable with how he operates. They are comfortable with what he offers. How does one differentiate oneself in this field? So in this business, location of the office park is key. And after that, most of the top four or five developers are pretty similar in what they offer. Understanding what the tenants need takes you some time, but it's not something that will make or break your business. What's really important is having the right quality of office parks, having them at the right locations, and working with your tenants in understanding their future needs and then planning your expansion in conjunction with those needs. And that's what really differentiates a good operator from a not-so-good operator. And this business obviously is uh, capital-intensive. What is uh, Mr. Virvani's mantra of raising money? He follows a simple formula. He says, I'm a developer. So he takes the risk of identifying the land. He takes the risk of partnering with whoever owns the land. He takes the risk of putting in the initial capital, getting permissions, etc., etc. Most often he takes the construction risk in the sense that he raises money and constructs even though the office parks have not been leased as yet. And after that, he usually gets in a partner, for example, someone like Blackstone. And um, after that point, it is a partnership. But initially, he takes the risk either through raising money from banks or by partnering with landowners, and you essentially partner with them and they, in exchange for a stake in the project. And so that's how he functions. And he has a steady relationship with HDFC. You, you particularly mentioned that bank where Mr. Deepak Parekh approved a pretty big sum in quick time. Right. So he does have a special relationship with them, primarily because when he was just starting out in the office park business, not in the residential business, HDFC had heard about him. He went to Bombay for a meeting with Deepak Parekh, and Deepak Parekh then approved his first loan. And Deepak Parekh apparently told his manager that this project should not suffer for lack of funds. And so that's how the relationship with HDFC began. With these huge projects, how is his management style as such? How much freedom does he give to his subordinates who have to do the day-to-day -day running? He delegates a lot. He's got an able second level. In the last three years, he's moved to hire business managers for uh, separate divisions and he gives them complete autonomy on day-to-day -day affairs. He manages relationships with tenants. He manages relationships with the government. He manages relationships with his creditors and, and he looks for future projects he looks for future expansion potential etc etc a lot of his time goes in managing relationships and what are some of those expansion plans uh, summer he told me that he was extremely bullish about the potential of the office market and that he would plan to expand at between three to four million square feet a year which is about 10 percent a little under 10 percent of the 
office market in the country uh, today. I mean, as in the office market in the country adds about 30, between 30 and 35 million a year. So he'd be adding 10% of that capacity every year. And, and he's also grooming uh, his sons to take over, right? Yes, he is grooming his sons to take over. He says that they are very interested in the business. They're keen on learning. And uh, his father didn't really groom him. And he says that uh, he missed out on that opportunity. So he's making sure that he grooms his son. Great. I think without giving too much away, thanks a lot, Summer, for your time for this one. You're most welcome. And, and all you listeners, you can get this podcast on Forbes India as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 518 180.